What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. Hi, Aid. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, it feels like we haven't recorded in a long time. Because we haven't. <laughs> it's just been two weeks. That is a long but in, time. <laughs> but in between that, we got to see each other. It was very exciting, you guys. In the year 2023, we had not seen each other. Which it didn't feel that way, obviously, because I don't feel like I didn't see people if I talked to them all the time. But yeah. I realized I hadn't seen you. Then I was in D.C. We were actually both traveling, but we managed to cross over for one day <laughs> and, and, and go to dinner. And it was really nice. It was good conversation, good stuff. I know. I know we had such a good time. I mean, we were thinking about it. I know before COVID, we had some people reach out like in the area to have like a happy hour to, you know, kiki it up, have some drinks. And I don't know, we talked about it a little. Would it be fun? Can we still do it? So all that to say, maybe we should. <laughs> yeah, we're thinking about it. We're, thinking we're contemplating. About it. I know, yeah, it'll be fun. But yeah, well, life's been good. We don't have, do you, you don't have any housekeeping? Do you? No, no. Okay. We're okay. just all sitting here waiting to find out when this show will start. <laughs> Is it ever going to start? We really thought it was just going to be a month break and they were going to be back, but we haven't gotten anything or heard anything. But Aid has a theory. Do you want to share? Um, I, it's not a theory so much as a wish that I'm putting out in the universe. <laughs> that they actually heard all of our feedback on how there were just a few too many episodes and they're currently like chop chop in the show to cut down the number of episodes because traditionally, we would start in the summer and wrap up by Thanksgiving, maybe like the week after Thanksgiving. But at the rate that we're going, the show will not wrap up till Christmas. And I don't, or January even. So who knows? Who knows? I know. Because usually a new season starts in January. So I, I don't know how much longer it's going to be. But honestly, I don't think they're listening to us. I don't think they care. <laughs> because even when we're complaining, all they did was add more and more specials. And it's like... This is our cash cow. Screw you guys. So, but they really need to do something. I don't think we've ever seen as much complaints as we did for last season. So. Yes. For their sake and our sake, honestly, <laughs> we have to enjoy what we're watching. Yeah. And it got really rough there. Um, I still have hope for maths, but I, I just have hope that they have figured out that the formula was really not giving it last season they need to rejigger some things and they need to produce a better show this season. 
I'll ask for the same thing I ask for every season. I don't care if you want to bring the drama. Just give me some love with it. That's all. That's all. <laughs> so, Tay, um, what's going on with everybody? I feel like I've been, I've been busy. I've been traveling, uh, but I have no idea what's going on in the world, much less what's going on with maps people. <laughs> so, maps people. So, Kirsten has been dragging this announcement. She put an announcement, said she's going to announce something big on like a Friday, just a couple of weeks ago. Then she came on live and then she was like, you know, she had to extend it a little further. Then she asked, when should I do this Friday after work or when should I do this? And then it was just like this thing. And I'm like, oh my God, what is this big announcement? And then the announcement happened and it was that she was doing a giveaway for her wedding dress. Oh, well, that's I just, nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is, but. It didn't have to be dragged. Like, it could have just been one announcement. Like, she even said it in one of her lives. She was like, I know it's annoying when someone says, oh, I have something and all that. But there's, like, requirements for things you have to do. You have to follow something. You need to sign up for all that. So, yeah, it's a nice thing because I'm sure, you know, somebody deserving and someone that needs it would get the dress. But it was just, like, the whole dragging of the whole thing that I was like, okay, that's different. Um, Nicole and Chris are celebrating their one-year anniversary. Wow. It's been one year already, so congratulations to them. She surprised him with Ed Sheeran tickets, which I think is just a fantastic gift. Um, I just saw him like last month, and it was a great show, so he really appreciated it. So good for them. They're chug chug, and they're house hunting too. So. Is Kirsten their realtor? Um, I have not seen mention of that. Oh wow! Okay, so Ooh. I cannot. I don't want to say yes or no, but yeah. They're looking at a lot of houses. So they saw 12 in one day, one time. Um, Karen had a post, a picture of herself. And she said, a loss ain't a loss. It's a lesson. And she's been seeing a lot of angel numbers and listening to the album of 444. And Amani commented and was like, it's definitely a lesson. I'm so proud of you and all that. Um, she also posted something. She was a guest on a show. I think it's like a web series called Curate for Women. And they posted a clip. I didn't watch the whole thing. And she mentioned how she doesn't get the sympathy um, from viewers or people online because she's not the one that came right out to talk about her crippling anxiety or going through depression and all that. So people online are unkind to her and they don't give her as much grace and just think like she's this terrible person. No lies so. told. That is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> that is the truth. Yeah. So she got a lot of comments, like, you know, for being brave, for talking about her stuff. And I think there was also a part of the clip was like, she's a private person and all of that. But in all of it, you know, we always wish everyone good with their mental health and hope they all just take care of herself, take care of themselves. So wishing her all the best. Um, not a big deal, but Alexis posted something and I saw that Justin liked it. So I'm like, they must be in a good space now. <laughs> I think it's best if everyone just unfollows. Because <laughs> you know, uh, well, I, I have no faith in people. I really have no faith in Justin. Um, <laughs> I feel like they're going to argue. Next thing you know, they're going to be unfollowing. People pay attention to who's following, who's not following. But I'm jaded. <laughs> 
And finally, um, I think before the season ended, I shared with you guys that Doug went, um, talked about his addiction on their podcast and he shared a lot of things and was the most vulnerable that he had ever been. So Jamie posted that, you know, they had to take time off because she felt hurt that because she felt like he didn't feel safe enough to share the extent of his drug use with her. And she felt like she'd been open to him about things in her past. She'd shared about her past abortions and all that. And yes, he said, I mean, he was in the background saying, it's not about you. It's everything to do with me. It's not you. And this is a thing I, I have mentioned in the past that I kind of don't like about the relationship. Like Doug has to do a lot of reassurance. I just, they've been together for so many years. I understand her being hurt, but he also just kind of felt like now she made it about her. Uh, and it can't yeah, be difficult. It's so on brand. I feel bad. It's so difficult. For once, I feel bad saying something bad about Jamie. Um, it feels, I get it. I, I understand her feelings, but it's very on brand for her that him talking about his addiction now becomes how, oh, but what about me? Because it's always about her. Yeah. Because they talked about he probably feels it's not something I don't think he's so proud to talk about or that he feels some kind of shame. And the thing is, once you're an addict, you're an addict forever. And I think she kept comparing it because she specifically mentioned her past abortions and stuff. And I I get it. Uh, she, she's valid in feeling hurt. But there's a way again, I want to say, like, did we have to know or share? But she shares everything. So I don't think. This is the one to do, but this is just what it was about. And she says they've cried a lot of tears and they're just working through it. So I hope this is one more thing they work through. So, yeah. That's all I have. And in saying that, I realized that I don't think we shared that this episode is going to be a recap. What show we're covering? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we're going to cover the most recent episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Season 15, episode 11, and we'll take a quick break and head right into it. They say time waits for no one, and neither should payday. To keep your money moving in the direction of your dreams, get Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. You can use the money you get from Earnin to make sure you have your spending money ready for your fun spring break trips to the beach. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today. That's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Auto Call on the podcast because when you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's Auto Call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. 
If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, which happens to be my favorite, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. Each can of Recess is a lightly sparkling mocktail made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. They taste just like your favorite cocktails, without the alcohol. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And we're back. So we covered the first two seasons on our Patreon and we unlocked it last week to kind of prepare you um, for this recap. And it seems like the season is kind of winding down because Andy's already asking for reunion questions, which is usually a hint that they're about to film the reunion. Which to me, I was like, it felt like this just started. But if I'm enjoying a Housewives franchise... And Andy announces it's time for reunion questions. I'm like, wait, already? And then if I'm not enjoying it, I'm like, oh, thank God, this is almost over. And say what you will about Atlanta, the quality of the season. I was like, oh, already? Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I say it all the time. Like, I feel bad talking about Atlanta because Atlanta is that bitch. And Atlanta is... It just has a very special place in my heart, and I don't like where it's at. Like I, I, I want to just be honest about it, and it's just because of the chemistry of where they're at. And I did think I said I felt already, but only because I'm like, damn, it's just eleven episodes. How many episodes do we have for the season that we're already wrapping it up? And it's just like, is it that we don't have? any story like honestly if the divorce thing happened with ralph and drew what the hell would we have had Nothing. and that makes me even sadder because it's just more like damn this is what it has come to and that really was my thought process and that made me sad and then it's like then now we have to face what are we doing for next season how can we fix this and i don't know that they know the answer and that scares me well um, New York, apparently the reboot is going well. I would hate for that to be Atlanta's future because I don't think Atlanta needs it the way New York needed it. But if if these reboots, if they work, there will be more of them. <sighs> I can't say that New York is working two episodes into the thing. I'm just saying it, it's looking okay. Yeah, it's been fun so far. It's been kind of nice. They kind of have the DNA of what New York was about just unhinged, bougie, with a tinge of nastiness <laughs> on there. 
<laughs> so, but I'm enjoying it. I like the mix. Like, I'm one of those people who's like, I am fine with my shows being, my housewives being separated. Meaning like, they can keep the white housewives and they can keep the black housewives because it's not fun. Like when there's just one, like with Dallas, when they had just one Asian housewife and it felt like she was being piled upon when it was just Garcelle and it felt like she was being piled upon. Like if we can't figure out the mix, please just spare everybody and keep it separated. But they got like a good mix for New York and I really enjoy it. It all starts with the casting. Really, that's what I think Atlanta's issue is. But sorry, before we dive into the episode, do you have any thoughts on the whole Carlos King, Nini interview? Like, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> you can share them because I don't I don't have a ton, but I have a few. I was listening to Carlos King, but honestly, he got very annoying. And I think I was influenced by Twitter because then people started tweeting, why is Carlos always talking about Bravo shows instead of his own shows? And I kind of mm-hmm. took that to heart. Because I'm like, why am I listening to Carlos? I also didn't like a lot of his takes about who, who oh, the show is terrible. All that this is, I'm like, I don't agree with you. I don't want to listen to this. Um, I'm tired of Nini too, to be honest. I think if you sue a network, I, I, it's just, it's she and Bethany have a lot in common. Oh, dear God, don't get me started. Oh. I mean, Bethany is worse for many reasons, but they cannot let go of the thing. And the thing has long since let go of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that pretty much summarizes my thoughts. I'm just like, Carlos, we get it. You were a producer on there. You started your own. You dubbed yourself the king of reality. But you spent so much time on Bravo shows. Like, I've never liked when people bite the hand that fed them. And it feels like that's almost where it is. You're commenting on all these things. You have obvious favorites. And of course, you're going to be biased and all the things. Like, for God's sakes, who's going to think Sheree is like a great housewife? I don't get it. Like, she's a good um, co-star, but she's not like... That's the one thing I agree with Nini. Nini was like, she's not an exciting person. She's not. But she plays the role that she's supposed to play. So I don't understand. You have all these shows on OWN. And the one thing you will find on every Carlos King show is like the most misogynistic men are always on there. He needs to fix that because the new Love and Marriage Detroit came out and it's awful. Like the men are just... There's a man... There's an organization for the man movement or something. It's like, (laughs) you know, so there's that. And then with Nini, I get it. I don't think anyone can take away from the fact that Nini is one of the greatest housewives that we ever, ever had. As much as I don't like her, I would never take that away from her. She was fantastic. But let's not forget that towards the end, she started acting like she was above it all. She left and the show was fine. And then she came back and she thought, you know, it would, she had glee and all of that stuff. And then in reunion, she was shut down and she wasn't giving everything. Like, why are we forgetting that part? And then you say all these terrible things. And then the clip I saw, she's like, they're building in my house and my house is crumbling <laughs> down. It's an ensemble show, Nini. Like, stop saying my house. And then comparing the ratings, like 5 million to 500,000 girl. The ratings everywhere has taken a dip. Like, we're not going to compare how many years ago to now. Things have changed. So stop saying it's on your merit. And everyone just lives in this nostalgic bubble. Like, let's bring back Kim. Let's bring back that. No. Let's live with the present right now. Like, it has nothing to do with that. So, I don't know. The whole thing is really annoying. And don't act like she said she wants to come back for the fans. Where were you when you were acting like an ass towards us when you were still on the show? 
So please. I, I'm a fan and I don't want any back. Mm-mm. I don't know what the future of the show holds, but it's not in the past. Although I'm glad Sheree is back. <laughs> Even though she's terrible. <laughs> Talking to people um, who no one asked for back, that whole dinner of the old housewives. You know, um, for someone like Lisa Wu, if you're like a nostalgic housewives fan, it's fun to see her for one dinner. Kim Zolciak, I do, she's already come back once before. I don't care for her. I don't know why Sheree had that stupid dinner. It's that new thing of, are you getting the feeling like Sheree is like the the anchor? She's been hosting this Let's Make Peace a couple of times now. I, I'm actually appreciating that about her because I can see where the show is going. And I don't yeah. think that Sheree, out of the goodness of her heart, want everybody to get along. <laughs> She's just like, no. guys, we got a show to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. But I will say, yes, that dinner was unnecessary like i don't even care about any of them because in some capacity lisa came back remember i think it was sheree's party her house or whatever where she got into it with somebody so lisa came back already the only highlight for me was deshaun looked fantastic she looked so pretty and i appreciated that so other than that they were like we're friends we catch up all the time and yet when sheree said that she was a glamour everyone was like what i was like well there goes that story you're not friends you're not friends <laughs> you're not friends so i don't know and I, I you just touched on something that is the problem right now the show is in factions and once a show is in factions it's hard to see what it is. It's like no one likes anybody. Everybody, we're clearly seeing that they're co-workers, which brings me to, y'all know that we love Candy, like a lot, but sometimes you have to tell your, the people you love the truth. Candy does not want to be on this show this season. Like, you can tell by her body language. You can tell by her not showing up. You can tell by her going to a cast trip for two days. <laughs> What was the point? Portugal. <laughs> you could tell by her like missing things and you know at the point where they called her out and I think that is the real beef that Marlo has with Candy. How come you get to put in half the work and be the highest paid housewife and get away with it and we have to do all of the things? But Marlo's issue, Marlo, I, you're right, that is the real problem. But I'm not quite sure so your solution to being upset that someone is getting paid to not be around is to treat them in a way that they don't want to come around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they can get can get their time. Well, also, it's a mixed up with the fact that Marlo still, you know, is trying to fit in and she has the rejection, like it's a trigger for her because Marlo's superpower is it does not matter what we are talking about. She will find a way to inject candy into it because tell me why... Kenya going to the hospital, all of a sudden she's not worldwide because she didn't pull VIP. It's a hospital in Portugal. Like, I don't know what she's supposed to say. I wrote no scrubs. Hello, I'm Candy. I just, I don't understand. You bleed out to death because a VIP person is here. It's not a fashion store. Like, it's just, I, I don't get it. But anyways, but Candy has to do better. Like, she's not even for the, for the uh, slumber party. She just came in sweat. Like, Candy does not give a fuck anymore. Like, she's not dressing up. She's not even trying. Like, and then also, why is the, I don't know if you noticed, the gradient for her confessional, the one where she's wearing the pink, 
the color gradient is completely different from all the other scenes. It looks like she shot it in a different studio. I don't know if you noticed that it was different. I noticed that there was an issue, not an issue, but Sheree, Drew, and Candy, their confessional changed. And I was like, oh, these are the confessionals from after the season is done. Oh, I don't know when they are, but they didn't make it seamless. Like, I think they should at least try. It just looks like different color gradients on there. But yeah, I don't know. But Candy needs to do better and decide, does she want to chase the business? Because she has enough name and enough clout to chase all of the businesses she wants to, or does she want to be here? So, because I always get on people for always complaining, like, oh, I'm too busy, like uh, the doctor on Dallas. And then you have all your shifts and then you're so busy and then you decide to shoot a housewife show. You got to pick your battles and she needs to decide what she wants to do. But I think it's because she hates the cast. Like if it was a cast she wanted to be around, (laughs) maybe you'll be different. I think it would be different. I also was, when she's talking about doing shows, I'm like, is this the same time that you're shooting? Was it crossover with shooting the escape SWV show? Um, I don't know, but she's on tour. I doubt it. I, I don't think she could pull that off. Oh my God. I was like, was but they're that- always on tour. Okay. And then I just, I understand that Candy has many, many businesses, but I also think, like you said, she doesn't want to be around these people with the exception of Kenya, who is her actual friend. Um, and who's the other person who's her actual friend? I forget. Um, but everybody That's else, Sheree. <laughs> I mean, why would you want to come film so Sheree can be mad at you because you said the truth about how her business sucked? Yeah. Um, Sheree spent like 15 years not making money on She by Sheree, finally had the opportunity to make money and then can't handle her business. It's awful. And it's true. It's like, Candy, how dare you? I don't even know if they ever resolved that fight or they just moved on and went to Portugal. They, They moved on that day. Because they laughed by the end of the time they were walking away from the park or wherever that they met. I didn't believe them then. Because I was like, I'm very confused. (laughs) Um, Well, the thing is, Sheree is a confessional thug. She says all these things and says all these mean things and is smiling for make the peace. And then when you get to the reunion, she's going to be like, I didn't say any of that. So, you know, so I don't think Candy trusts her. So she, the only friend she has is Kenya. And I'm very surprised when I see people online say they actually don't think they're friends, which Marlo said to, or did Carlos also say that? Like they just think they're in an alliance or something like that. But I think they're actual friends. But I do think Kenya is the kind of person you don't know what she's going to feed you um, at any time. So I think they're actual friends. I think they showed a candy um, birthday trip that was not filmed. That was far, yeah. far away, and Kenya was there. So I'm going to say they're actual friends. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Drew oh. and how the episode started. Um, I do think that it was kind of mean of Candy to say and see, but it was not wrong. <laughs> because that's what I was thinking. And I'm just like, why is Drew being over the top? What is going on? I mean, clearly, something else is going on. Um, and that's why she acted that way. But also, I'm not going to lie. I was with the ladies. She said, how much are they suing you for? They said a thousand dollars. I'm like, uh, this is a lot for a thousand dollars. So when Kenya said, (laughs) what is 1000 divided by all of (laughs) us? I'm like, oh my God, is this? 
just me because I find it so funny. But when you see that Marlo inside is like, can I give her the thousand dollars? Like, what is the problem? Look, I, I was withdrew on this and that it's the principle of the thing. She yeah. is now learning, hey, I'm a public figure and people mm-hmm. think they can come for me. Um, so if I just give her the thousand dollars that she's suing me for, the next one who comes behind her, who thinks that because I'm a public figure, I'm just going to want to make their little lawsuit go away. I'm paying a thousand dollars to 10 people. So I totally yeah. understand why she's fighting the lawsuit. And I kind of like, I felt like the women were being intentionally obtuse. Like, you know, full well that Drew has a thousand dollars and can pay her if she wanted to. It is not about yeah. that. Um, but it, it was funny when Kenya said we could split it eight ways. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think part of it also, which is also what I was thinking is like, Drew is acting like she has not been the perpetrator of this on the other side. That is the exact same thing that she did for the people. So I don't know why she wants special treatment for her. And that's why I think Kenya Candy was coming from was like, uh, you've done this. And, and they, and they rolled the tapes. They rolled the tapes on her doing that. But also when Sheree came out and tried to talk to her and she was all, I don't want to talk to you. Leave me alone. I was like, okay, now, okay. Something else is going on and I want to have empathy for her, but this is the nature of the game of how they do stuff. And, People say this all the time. When you're on the housewife show, you really have to learn how to move on. Holding a grudge, holding tight to it, it does not do anything for your show. You just got to keep things moving. So that was the part where I was like, okay, Drew, I'm sorry for whatever's going on. I think she did mention at the back of her mind it was Ralph being in Vegas, I guess. The people who are best equipped to be on Housewives are reactive. And I feel like they pick people specifically because they are reactive. Um, And that's why people like Drew can't (laughs) modulate themselves to know if you just let whatever Sheree said just float off your back, you would be in a much Mm -hmm. better space. But we also wouldn't have a show. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is true. Um, I've been very vocal about not liking Sonia, but honestly, just her running after Drew and being supportive. I know that's the right thing to do, but it annoyed me. I'm like, Sonia just is always the understanding one. I see your point, but she's just blowing wherever the wind blows. And she just really, really just wants to be on the show. And as much as they give Candy crap, she does want to be the next Candy. All we hear is Mommy Nation, Mommy Nation. I just found out what Mommy Nation does this season for all the times that we've heard so much about it. But it's just like, I want her to have a point of view. What do you think Mommy Nation does? They help mommies. <laughs> they got they raised they raised money to help mommies pay rent. And only her fundraiser was about the only part where I kind of understood what she did. But other than that, I was like, is it an app? Is it like Monique's not for lazy moms? I don't I don't know. So I just wanted to clear that up because as you guys know, I have followed Sonya long before since she was on the show. I will give her that mommy nation was something she started before she was ever on the show. But I always wondered, like besides selling t-shirts that say mommy nation, I really did not understand what the business model was. Yeah. I think that there, it's very, I was at dinner last night with some people who have children or, and are about to have children. And they were discussing the ecosystem of like mom Facebook groups and like what the, you would be shocked at what a mom Facebook group can achieve. And I 
was watching Sanya with Mommy Nation and I'm like, I feel like you're trying to create monetize a support group. But I don't know that yeah. anybody has really figured out how to monetize all of these mom support groups. So I don't know how Sonya plans to make money on Mommy Nation. I did not realize Mommy Nation was supposed to raise money for charity. I feel like that was just an excuse to do an event on Real Housewives of Atlanta. And then to give Sheree some nonsense kiss-ass award. That annoyed me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's the thing. Is it a not-for-profit or is it supposed to be profitable? I got the sense that it's supposed to be profitable, but because it has never made a dime and it's like five years of it, whenever Deuce was born, so I guess three years of his existence, she, I don't know what Sonya's point, like you said, what is her point of view? What is her point of view from Mommy Nation? What is her point of view on the show? Oh boy. I mean, for five seconds, it was nice to see everyone laugh at the dinner table, like even Marlo talking to Candy and being like, oh, you need to figure out what you want to do. You have to make yourself have me time. And for the first time, I was like, okay, if Marlo can maintain this, we can see her as a housewife. All right, we're going to take another break and we'll be back to talk about Marlo. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. I never thought the day would come, Aid, but, you know, I was on Marlo's side this week. In fact, I thought Marlo was the star of episode 11. She was hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> referencing back to what you were talking about, Candace, I'm sorry, Candy and her outfit yeah. choices. When she said yeah. she looked like Cleo from Set It Off, I was like, Marlo. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't wrong. <laughs> Terry was she was funny she looked so pretty in that pink and then she didn't give us any nasty marlo this you know see, the shade was just on the right temperature like i was like see marlo you have all of the potential this is why the people that were rooting for you to be full-time i'm not gonna say i was this is why they wanted this is what we wanted like you just be there and do what you need to do but um i liked how she was even telling um Moneta, and she didn't like clap back at her in a nasty way. She was just saying like, "Oh, the name. What is the name of the guy Kenya is dating? Rio? I don't Roy. Know, just... Return on Roy. investment. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my bad. Roy. That's a that's a good way to remember. Like Roy. Like she's not wrong. Like if the, if it just flashed up and she was like, yeah, if he, he if he just popped up on there, wouldn't some like, oh man, I used to date him. I think that was very natural. And then she pulled up the DM because she wanted to show something. Like if Kenya did it for Martel, I don't see that she did anything wrong. And I think that that's a natural reaction. If someone in your friend group dated someone that you had dated and she didn't say anything nasty. She just said, we went on a date a couple of months and then that was it. So I don't know where Moneta was coming from, but I, 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 I never quite saw what they were saying about Moneta kissing ass because I just thought she's friends with Candy. Of course, She's going to, you know, support. But in this case, I was like, okay, now you're, it's not making any sense. But what are your thoughts on Moneta as a friend? 
Um, most of the time I forget she's there. <laughs> I don't like Courtney, but Courtney makes a bigger impression. Ugh. Um, I mean, the other thing is when you had to get rid of that wig she was wearing in Portugal. Oof. See what I mean? I, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she took it to heart that they kept saying that she was boring and to your point that she's forgettable. And now she's trying to make sure you don't forget her, but it's not coming across as organic. But speaking of Courtney, oof. When she said Kenya's fall was karma, and yeah. then she tried to backtrack. The worst part about that is that like <laughs> In order for that to hit properly, something really bad should have happened to Kenya. She fell on her mm-hmm. behind. It was sore a little. Uh, if that's karma, karma's not really working hard, is she? <laughs> Why was Kenya walking out in her house slippers anyways, in the rain? <laughs> I also, like, I'm like, Kenya, you're now in the hospital for the second time this season. It's not a... <laughs> the fall, I was like, I feel like everybody has fallen that way. If it really hurts for a long time, maybe you go to the ER, but sit your ass down. I, why are you taking these European hospital resources? Because you fell. I just felt bad for Candy. She's like, Candy, will you go with me? What are you supposed to say? No. But you can see it in her face. She was trapped. She's like, God damn it. It's my last day. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, foreshadowing words was Drew saying, Courtney saying that karma, blah, 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 does not sit right with me. You just know it's coming up again. It is coming up again. Um, I don't know. I'm not a fan of Courtney. I don't know that she serves any purpose. Um, besides unnecessary fights. Unnecessary, uninteresting fights. Yeah. She's just a vote or a member for the anti-candy Kenya revolution or whatever it is so and then cousin it's just i I just can't believe she's ralph's cousin (laughs) i just i feel like she's ralph's cousin the way that whitney is heather's cousin as in yes you started working together on this show you looked at the family tree and you're like oh we're cousins not like you play cousins yeah yeah i agree so i don't know i don't think she's gonna make it back but manietta made it back so who knows (laughs) Who knows how this is going to work. They have the, you know, one thing I want to point out is Kenya. Kenya has bad behavior. Kenya is always late, but she gets so mad when people are late to her event. I could not believe it when Sonya called her for the Mommy Nation event. And Sonya actually spoke to her like her requests were reasonable. Well, where's my plus one sitting? We need to sit next to each other. Well, I heard you had it at a different table, so I haven't left my house yet to come to your event. And then Sonya talked to her like she was talking to a sane, rational person, reassuring her of her nonsense. That really bothered me. Yeah. She is rude to Sonya. She always tries to say that she's not. She's hung up on her. She's yelled at her. She's said, like, dismissive comments to her. Like, Kenya's just been rude, but that's another person who doesn't respect her co-stars. And Kenya's very big on respect. She only respects Candy, and it shows. So that goes that the whole dynamic of the show is like when she called Marlo a bottom feeder, or what did she call her at the dinner? When Marlo left the Gucci, anything she wants to say to Marlo, she can say. Marlo said the worst (laughs) thing ever said on Housewives to her. I don't care how many years it's been. Kenya can say whatever she wants to Marlo. But go ahead. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
But I'm just saying, if they're gonna be at a show together, like I just I don't know. The bad blood, I don't when they're at dinner and they're together, again, this is how it felt when I watched Beverly Hills when they broke into factions. I don't want to have anxiety when I watch the real housewives, but I'm just watching people and I can feel the tension and it's not fun. You know? I just feel sad. I just I feel so protective of Atlanta and I want when people criticize it, I want to be like, no, that's not true, but I think that I agree. <laughs> it is. <Truth> hurts. <laughs> uh, we move on to the slumber party, and every time Marlo has to give commentary on the girls' fashions, it's hilarious. She said she told no, it wasn't the slumber party, but she told Sonia not to wear something. <laughs> she said, "Nope, I'm not gonna have you look." When they were going to the market, sorry, I'm not gonna have you looking like Drew with the denim on denim balance. <laughs> Look like a you look like a fool though. I was like, what is the sunglasses? What is this outfit? What? <laughs> um, um, but I will say though, despite the denim and denim violence, I do think that Drew is giving us looks in the confessional. I like oh, yeah, the wet she, hair look. She's doing all right in the confessional. I will say Drew went from being a very boring person to someone who I'm very interested in now. <laughs> um Sheree talks about this trip is about healing. And oh, yet Lord. she's the one who brought up the thing at the slumber party that Candy, oh, I heard you said and seen to Drew. I'm like, how does that bring healing, Sheree? Sheree doesn't want to be like, Sheree wants to preserve a TV show. So she's calling it healing. I don't, I'm not <laughs> mad at her for it. I'm not mad at her for it. <laughs> I wanted to ask you how you felt when Candy was like, there's too much emotion. <laughs> I was like, this is why I'm a fan of Candy, because we always agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> when Candy said end scene about Drew storming off, I was like, I had the same thought, Candy. It all <laughs> seems a bit too much. <laughs> I found it funny that Kenya was checking the People's Choice Awards to see who won because um, in tandem, the last episode of the Kardashians that was last week was the episode where Chloe received the award. So I was like, huh, they were probably filming around the same time. But also anyone who knows knows that they tell you ahead of time if you won the award and that's why they show up. So really? if she didn't get a notification, then you didn't win. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Um, I would have. Well, it makes sense when you the people who win are there and the people who didn't win are not there. I guess, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we might as well talk about the best part of the whole episode, which is when the cameras went down. (laughs) (laughs) Which is when the cameras went down because Bolo is the gift that keeps on giving, and I say this all the time. Whenever people are like, "Candy's so boring, she brings nothing," I said, "I don't care what happens from season two up until now. All I know is that Candy is who gave us Bolo, and that was the best episode, hands down, of the entire series of the show." So Bolo is still the gift that keeps on giving because that came up, and then the cameras went down. But Atlanta knows how to do the Lord's work. Marlo whipped out her cell phone and started filming. And then they started talking about Drew kissing another girl. Drew is the kind of person who, if I say it a lot, then it's true. I don't care what the truth is. I said what I said, and that is my truth. Candy, who is already so angry this season, is like, I'm not going to say anything you did. I'm not going to lie. And then for Marlo to agree with Candy and say the one thing you're not going to do is lie. 
<laughs> then you know that you're a liar, Drew. And well, Marlo most- tried though. She tried to stick with the alliance because she said, "Well, eighty percent I saw it, <laughs> and the other, and the other twenty percent, it was like, but what's the other twenty percent? Well, basically, I saw it too. No, but that's what I'm saying. She stuck with Candy because that was the most hilarious. It was like, the joke for me was like. 80, she said 80% I saw it, 20% I didn't. And they're like, what is the 20%? She goes, well, Drew is so convincing. I'm beginning to doubt myself. Meaning that it is 100%, but Drew is acting her ass off. <laughs> and I just, just burst out laughing. And then when they go to the confessionals and then they ask Courtney, well, they didn't say, what did Ralph say? They said, what did your cousin say? <laughs> what did your cousin He goes, well, that it's not a secret. And then they asked Drew, well, have you ever kissed a girl? No, I've never. And then we fast forward three months later. I'm like, wait, does that mean next episode is picking up three months later? As in we had nothing in the three months? We're moving straight to the post-divorce? Like, well, what do you think that means? If the Portugal trip was the final cast trip, then they probably would have been wrapping up the season shortly after that. So nothing probably happened. Unless I think what happened was the storyline that I think I'm supposed to believe, though I'm not sure is true, is that the mention of Drew making out with the girl, a girl, a bolo night, is what precipitated her divorce. And I'm like, but if Ralph already knew, how could that be so? And Ralph filed first, right? They raced each other to the courthouse. I think she beat him. Like, literally. Okay. She beat, like, they were at the stoplight together, Fast and Furious style. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think she beat him. Wow. And then I forget the question that she was asked and she immediately started crying. And I'm like, if that isn't an admission of guilt, I don't know what is. That was about a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend. But I didn't know if it was who they said, are you dating so-and-so? I guess there's some blogs or whatever that she's dating so-and-so. But I don't know if so-and-so is male or female. Oh, I got you. So they asked her, are you dating Ty? Ty is a girl and... For those of you who watch Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, you know who she is. Um, she's a basketball player. She plays overseas. And she used to date Mimi. Um, so she's well-known in Atlanta. And I couldn't believe it. And then everyone is like, oh, now they're doing a crossover and bringing Love and Hip Hop Atlanta to Real Housewives. And it's so they shouldn't do that. I'm like, it is what it is. So I am very interested to see it because I saw her relationship with Ty and it'll be interesting to see what it is with Drew, even though I don't think she's going to be on the show. Whether this divorce announcement had happened or not, watching this whole season of Drew and Ralph, I saw a lot of bullshit. <laughs> um, Ralph had a terrible reputation, so they sat down and they were like, we're going to fix your your rep this season. You're going to be a nice husband. You're going to host brunch for everybody. You're going to kiki with the guys and you're going to seem like such a nice guy, which you could have done that last season. Um, but I knew that Ralph is still an ass. He's still a terrible husband. He's still pulling his little disappearing acts to other cities. So I, I mean, I was honestly grateful when I found out they were getting divorced. I think Drew can do much better without him. Yeah. But does she think that? I don't know, but I think eventually she'll get there. Cause I'm a hopeful person. Cause it might be a Kim Behrman situation and they get back together and she's like, we want to fight for our marriage. Drew seems like the kind of person. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't really want to, but would you like to talk about their Beerman divorce? No. <laughs> okay, I lied. I kind of do want to. Um, <laughs> I don't 
find Kim and Corey all that interesting. It's not that surprising that people who were warned years ago that they were spending too much money. If the person who knows what your checks are at your job says, I think you're spending too much money, uh, you're spending too much money. Their financial problems have been very well known. I think they're weirdos for... I'm like, is this divorce even real? I think it is because I think they're unhinged. Um, I think it is some really crazy uh, white privilege to be calling the police um, as part of your fake divorce uh, because someone used a shower. I don't know if you guys have kept up with that. But yeah, I, I, I think the divorce is going ahead. Whatever's going on now, I don't think that the Beermans are, are long for this world. Well, good luck to them. <clears throat> you refuse to speak on it. I don't, I just don't have any, like, I'm just not really a fan of Kim. I am the person who watched Don't Be Tardy because I actually generally thought they liked each other. But the more things were progressing, and I'm like, this is kind of crazy. As the kids got older and they were doing certain things in front of the kids and to our kids, and I'm like, I don't think this is healthy and I don't think this is right. And then I had to stop watching the show and then, yeah. So, so I get like irrationally angry when people are like, bring him back to Atlanta. No, never. We don't need her. Don't need her at all. Um, I mean, my final thought is just, I didn't like how Drew was like, you know, Drew likes to act glib sometimes, but she's smarter than she likes to pretend. And she was like, um, who said that I kissed a girl? And everyone was like, uh, LaToya said it on the reunion. She goes, oh. <laughs> and she's like, well, Candy, Candy told her to say it. I'm like, good God, what is Candy like a scapegoat? Like, I wouldn't want to film with you guys either. Like, what is it? Like, what does Candy benefit by telling someone to say, to say you kissed a girl? Remember, Candy doesn't drink. <laughs> what is she going to make up stuff for? So... That anyway, reminds me, when they showed LaToya, I was like, you, you guys, if, if you're thinking about bringing people back, that should be a candidate. Yeah, and plus Kenya had a crush on her. That's a whole different side to Kenya than we'd ever seen. A whole crush that she even sent her a nude photo of her, of herself to her. So, I don't know. I don't know why she was a one and done. I don't know either. There was some chatter about whether Drew had been done wrong by the women talking about how she made out with another woman and they outed her on TV. I'm like, you guys have a job and you made out with someone at your job. <laughs> if you wanted the privacy, this is not the place to come for it. So you're not going to find any sympathy from me. They always, there's always that chatter. It's the same thing like with the whole um, Kyle um thing and maybe or maybe not dating the morgan girl and everyone's like you're outing her and i'm like i usually don't see that as outing if you're saying someone is dating someone i don't think we're saying their sexual preference it's literally just that you're dating someone like if you haven't labeled yourself and you're not labeling someone that's up to you to decide so i i i don't mind being educated on what constitutes as outing because I think I have like a different definition because someone could identify as hetero, but just kiss a girl or a guy. And how is that outing? I like if you're drunk and you did something you usually wouldn't, I, I, I don't get it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I would like to hear more about what people think the rules are around that. And I do think it's interesting that some public figures can be as in the closet as they want to be. Um, mm -hmm. I, the person who comes to mind is actually like, oh my God, Lance Bass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's out. 
Okay, but he was in as a public figure for a really, 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 really long time, right? Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I don't know if the media landscape has changed. I mean, Lance Bass is a little bit of a throwback, but I think if you, if you, for the most part, people do tend to stay in the closet and come out when they feel like it. I don't think being outed is, happens very much. It just becomes very difficult when you're seen publicly with one particular person. Uh, the rumors are out there. And if, I mean, it, it's it's not right, but if you wanted to say, no, I'm not dating her, you could say that. You haven't chosen to say that. And so people are running off with their own assumptions. Yeah. I think it would be like the case of, I don't know if you've seen the latest episode of The New York, but Jenna Lyons was saying how she was outed by The New York Post. I don't think I was aware that she was married before. I think it's public knowledge. I just didn't know. I just thought she was out the whole time and identified as a lesbian the whole her whole life. But she was married for how many years and had a kid and everything. And she explained how she was with her friend who's gay and they talked about, you know, feeling trapped or something like that. And she felt like she was unhappy and she had the desire to kiss her friend. And that's how she knew that she was gay. And then she was out with someone and she doesn't know if they were canoodling or something like that. And the New York Post called her job and just said, we see that you're canoodling with a woman and blah, blah, blah. Do you want to confirm or deny in that vein that you're gay or whatever? And she just said, confirm. So she wasn't ready to come out to say I'm dating women and they forced her because they were going to print it anyways. So that constitutes a outing. Yeah. But I, I think, okay, Jenna Lyons is now on Real Housewives of New York. If she was at a work event making out with someone and then her castmates talked about it a couple years later, I just, I don't see that as, I don't yeah. see that as wrong. Maybe I have no morals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's it for Atlanta. I don't know if you had any more Thoughts? No, no. I'm ready for the rest of the season. I feel like it just started, though, because this Drew stuff is spicy. It is. Hopefully it's not like... it. Well, it is not like maths, where they give us all this, like, previews, and then you're like, eh, it doesn't live up to it. <laughs> I'll get Bravo that they don't do that. They live up to their hype. <laughs> yeah. So, looking forward to that. All right, guys. You can find us at AltaCall, M-A-F-S, on Twitter, on Instagram, and please give us a five-star rating if you can on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.